Welcome to Freedom Matters Today, equipping you to fight misinformation with the truth. I am Michael J. Sutton. This is the second episode in our series, Freedom from Fascism, a Christian response to mass formation psychosis. Thank you for joining us. Today we are asking ourselves the question, are we the victims of mass formation psychosis? In episode one, I made the case that propaganda is essential for the adequate functioning of a democratic society and that we are lied to all the time by people in power, either for our good or for theirs. In a democratic society, lies from people in power weave a fabric or a tapestry of beliefs, values and ideas across social, economic, political and religious life. When a crisis comes, like COVID, the vulnerability of democracy is exposed and a light is shone into that darkness. That tapestry or web of deceit is exposed to the light for all to see. If a society is ultimately a good one, it leaves certain doors closed and when the crisis is over, life returns to normal. Whether or not these key doors remain open or closed depends on the integrity of people in power. Human nature suggests the temptation to open those doors is too strong for most and once open those doors are rigged to stay open. They cannot be closed again. They were closed for a reason. Because evil lurked on the other side. Because there was something there trying to get in. People in power are still people, subject to all the weaknesses of human nature, no matter how educated or wealthy they are. COVID opened the door for some people in power to use the crisis as an opportunity to influence others adversely for their own political or personal gain. This is typical behaviour for people in power in a democracy. It happens all the time. In the COVID context, we see this in the lockdowns, the police brutality, the suspension of human rights, the vaccine mandates and the creation of a new class of people, the so-called unvaccinated. I suggested last week that Jesus Christ is essential to understanding freedom from a Christian point of view. A personal faith in God is the only way to see the world clearly. And when you do, it does not matter what hypnotic nonsense people promote. It has no effect on you. You can see through the propaganda, or at least discern it, or ensure it does not affect you adversely. The way to break the hypnotic imprint of people in power is to open the Bible and consider the words, life and deeds of Jesus Christ, to ponder what he has to say about who we are, who he is, and who he is in relation to God. The answer to mass formation psychosis or propaganda is not political or sectarian, but it has all to do with Jesus Christ. The relationship between COVID, Jesus and fascism is the subject of this series, Freedom from Fascism. Are we the victims of mass formation psychosis? Have we been lied to, indoctrinated, brainwashed and hypnotised by people in power? 
Are we the targets of propaganda, persuasion and manipulation? The answer is yes, without any shadow of a doubt. Covid hysteria involves hypnotic power over others. All forms of hysteria and propaganda do. Democracies rely upon propaganda. To deny the reality of propaganda is delusional. Covid hysteria is an example of a mental illness. Many have suffered it over the last few years. Many will never get over it. Millions of people will carry the emotional, economic, social and political scars of Covid hysteria for the rest of their lives, some remaining true believers, while most will live in regret and shame. Covid hysteria was and is curated fear, cultivated fear, from people in power, involving wild exaggeration of the threats of Covid, the manipulation of data, the censoring of alternative views using authoritarian mechanisms that exist only in wartime, and the sowing of division, hate and suspicion. To give you a relatively simple example of propaganda at work, Omicron is a COVID strain that has shown in many cases that the vaccines are ineffective in stopping transmission and infection. If you are inoculated against a virus, then you should not get that virus. That is science. Many who are inoculated, even with booster shots, are still getting the virus. This presents a logic problem. How do many people overcome this contradiction? They don't, but they have been provided with a script. They say, I got COVID, but it would have been worse if I had not been vaccinated. This phrase, would have been worse or similar phrases, is an example of brainwashing. If you are close to someone, you and that person will often become like each other in mannerisms, expressions, points of view and so on. It is highly unlikely for complete strangers to express anything using the same vocabulary, the same words and the same phrases. And yet the common response to Omicron COVID cases for vaccinated individuals is exactly that. Proof of propaganda as people are reciting what they have received from others. Contrast this with Trump's slogan, Make America Great Again. It was a sectarian slogan. It appealed to Trump supporters and was a trigger for Trump detractors. Most political slogans are like that. They are ineffective. They are for true believers. Slogans always are. They are meant to offend and locate political affiliation. It is a form of propaganda, but crude. Vaccine ideology in COVID hysteria is a different form entirely because it crosses party affiliation. The language, the intensity and frequency of statements around the vaccine cross party lines. Anything in a society that brings left and right together is effective propaganda because people do not realise that what they are saying is the received wisdom. These words and phrases are not their own, they are not organic, they are sourced from others, 
usually people in power, they are phrases used to convey certain emotional responses and reactions to the event, a traumatic response to something that should not have happened at all, namely post-vaccination COVID infection. Why use these words at all? Why not say it differently? Why not explain one's experience in a different way or not at all? This is old-school propaganda from people in power. Nothing new to see here. Whether it is happening for our good or for theirs, that is a different question. But to deny that it's happening at all is just plain stupid. At Freedom Matters today, we oppose misinformation about freedom. We aim to equip you with the right questions and information to enable you to make up your own mind. You might reach a different conclusion. That's fine. God allows us to ask any question we like and to express any doubt we have. So who are we to behave differently? What people hear when they read the Bible might be different depending on where they are in life and what they need at that time. We just want you to think for yourself because that enables you to live a fuller and happier life because the choices you make will be yours and not those decided for you. You see, misinformation is a product of people in power from above, not below. Only people in power can engage in misinformation. Those who control the conduits and filters of information, the search engines, the media barons, the political landscape, not the ordinary person, their website or social media account. Your friend down the road who does not like you cannot engage in misinformation unless he or she is the President of the United States or another person of political power. You might have said something or did something and now they're telling everyone about it. They are engaging what we call gossip. People gossip, people slander, people in power misinform. People in power engage in misinformation. The propaganda behind the COVID hysteria was pathetic. It was poorly conceived and problematic. The people behind it were careless. They got too excited, too enthusiastic. The hysteria led to the revelation of things kept secret, undisclosed, hidden, cloaked, but now in plain sight. We know what they want. We know who they are. We know to whom they are loyal. Most of it is now out into the open. From our perspective, their goal was a simple one. To take down freedom and elevate tyranny. Put in plain language, the architects of COVID hysteria hate true freedom in all its forms. Their goal was to overturn freedom and bring in tyranny in the only way they know how, by copying religion. People call it the COVID religion. It certainly resembles one. There is a belief in a new form of public science. Or dare we say, political science. What can only be described as a religious fervour, devotion, rituals, high priests, liturgies, choruses and creeds. I have even heard people saying something like this. I will go on a holiday next week, COVID willing, this is blasphemy.
COVID is a disease. COVID is not a personality or a person. COVID is not a deity. So stop calling it one. But COVID hysteria is a symptom, not the cause. Only Westerners could create COVID hysteria. Diseases come and go. COVID hysteria reminds me of the witch trials in Massachusetts. These days, many sane people have also gone completely crazy. They're engaged in crazy talk. They're screaming and yelling in public. Friendships have ended. Families have broken down. Enmities have been sown. Hatred cultivated. Divisions exploited. There is rampant fear everywhere. Fear of a virus. Fear of others. Fear of those not wearing masks. Fear of those wearing masks. Fear of the unvaccinated. COVID hysteria has given us another opportunity to divide ourselves once more, as if we needed more reasons. The hatred for the unvaccinated, the venom, the spitefulness, the anger, is unlike anything we have seen in the West for decades. Why did I start Freedom Matters today? There were two reasons I started Freedom Matters today. In a way, I have the Australian fascists to thank for Freedom Matters today. The pandemic brought out many fascists lurking in the shadows of power. These men and women saw an opportunity to use fear, lockdowns, mandates and ideology to promote their own personal political agendas. We all know who most of them are, and I will not name them. Their names are not worth repeating. They are, overall, small-minded, mediocre people, and they are petty fascists or democratic despots, but pretenders all the same. In other words, there is no Franco among them, not yet. There is no Mussolini or Hitler waiting in the wings, at least not yet. These are all pretenders. I started Freedom Matters today in September 2021, in the middle of the second lockdown in Sydney. It was, like all lockdowns, a complete waste of time. And it failed, like all lockdowns, to stop the spread of COVID. The lockdowns were like the vaccines, unable to stop the spread of the disease. These days, we are told by the same people in power that the vaccines will not stop the spread of COVID and that we will all get the disease anyway, which means the vaccine mandates and exclusions and lockdowns are in the very least a waste of time. The ideology and the lies, however, continue to be told by some people in power, worried that they might go to prison or be prosecuted in the future for criminal negligence. The lockdowns and mandates were the most severe assault on human rights in the West for decades, and the most appalling shift in values towards the abrogation of human dignity since the war. During the lockdown, freedom was defined as something that needed to be taken away for our collective benefit, and I was told that my freedom was not essential. I was told that my freedom depended on the decision and wisdom of people in power. I was told that my freedom had nothing to do with my faith in God and his Son, Jesus Christ. Like many, I was mocked and insulted, demonised and patronised. 
I was told by many church leaders that any talk of freedom was unchristian. Any talk of freedom was the adoption of foreign American values, proof that I had been indoctrinated with American right-wing thinking. Church leaders said that only fascists believe in freedom. These church leaders said with one voice that my views were misinformation and out of touch with Australian Christian values. Like others, I was told to denounce freedom and submit to people in power because they had been ordained by God, and by obeying them I was doing what God wanted me to do. I was told that public health was one area the Bible said that governments have control over, and therefore we must obey the state, because any opposition is opposing God, who appointed our leaders. The war against freedom was not scientific. It was political, and came straight from America's public health officials. America's public health officials were the ones who inspired Australia's response to COVID, a product of partisan political thinking. And yes, Australian churches were not adopting impartial truth, but political truth, following American advice that suited their agenda of using unscientific means to stop a virus, such as lockdowns and mask mandates. There was nothing original in Australia's COVID response. American values that uphold freedom were seen by the church as fascist. American values that uphold the welfare state, lockdowns and mandates, were viewed by the Australian Christian Church as science. Church leaders told me that the heart of my faith was not to be found in freedom, but in obedience to people in power whom God had decided would make decisions on my behalf. My role was to sit down, shut up, and do as I was told. That thinking was not only wrong, but it was also sinful. In fact, it was demonic. Nowhere in the Bible is the church instructed to obey public health directives from government. Nowhere are Christians to compromise their faith because people in power tell them to. The churches that embraced lockdowns, mandates and passports are what we call apostate churches, churches that have fallen. They are not Christian churches anymore, except in name only. Their loyalty is to the state and not to God. On every level, their own logic, their COVID theology, was ridiculous. Two logical extensions must follow their reasoning. First, the Protestant Reformation was a sin against God. Why? Because it involved overthrowing legitimate political authority God had ordained. Remember Luther, who said, Here I stand, I can do no other. His appeal was to Rome, and it was over his conscience that he could not follow the God-ordained government anymore and their puppet Pope, and so he sought freedom. According to the Australian Church today, Luther was wrong. He sinned against God. He should have obeyed God-ordained authority. Second, the American War of Independence was seditious rebellion and was therefore a sin against God since the colonies rebelled against God-ordained authority, namely Britain.
What the Australian Christian Church is saying, following their ridiculous COVID theology and their crazy logic, is something quite offensive. But I will say it anyway, so they might be rightly condemned for suggesting it. If their logic holds true, then America as a nation was conceived in sin. The leaders of the Australian Christian Church knew their reasoning was complete, incoherent, rambling rubbish. But they needed something to justify their silence. The churches had to say something to cover up what was really going on, and they needed a good cover story. That was their first mistake. If only the church was honest, people might respect them more. But the Australian church is like the little boy who has his hand stuck in the cookie jar and the mother has entered the room. And on the table is the jar on its side with the boy's hand in there grasping one too many cookies. And he's trying to pull his hand out, but his fingers are stuck. Now the cat is out of the bag here, or rather the cookies are still in the jar, and whatever the consequences, the only sensible response for the kid is to admit what the mother can plainly see with her eyes. The problem with the Western Church in Australia and abroad is that honesty has never been their strong point. After the COVID cover story went out and the money started rolling in from the government, the churches brought partisan politics into the church, into the pulpit, and into the liturgy, and then they fell. Game over. I never thought that any church would ever close their doors to anyone, at least not officially. I never thought that the church would ever accept vaccine passports, but many did, and many still do. Those churches are dead. They are lost. We can never trust them again. Stay away from them. They are not safe churches. Any church that receives government money is not a Christian church. Their loyalty must always be questionable. He who pays the piper plays the tune. Then during the lockdown, a person in power in Australia announced that Christians had to support COVID lockdown policies because you Christians, he said, must act in love. And since that's what you believe, you have no choice but to accept and obey our policies. Many Christians welcomed his statement, but I was not among them. It was one of the most offensive things I have heard from the mouth of any political figure in my life. No one in power has a right to use their official position in a secular nation to tell me what a Christian is and what I ought to believe in as a Christian. The only way to fight misinformation is to return to the Bible and the revelation of God, Jesus Christ. Propaganda is about the mind, and for the Christian, the mind is the seat of the spirit and therefore a precious place that needs to be protected. But who cares what Jesus says? It's a fair question, but I have another. If Jesus rose from the dead, who cares what the government says? I believe in the physical, literal resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and that fact of history changes everything. 
The freedom of freedom matters today is spiritual freedom. Freedom of the heart, the mind, the soul, the center of the being, what makes us us. We are in the freedom business, and the only freedom that matters is the freedom God brings. We are committed to the proclamation of freedom as is found in the good news of Jesus Christ. This podcast is my opinion and perspective on the world. I shall demonstrate how my faith and freedom work together in my life and how my understanding of freedom and faith are intertwined so we can experience true freedom. It's a dangerous thing to do. I fully admit that. I am not sure whether people in power are smart enough to know the difference between a Christian view of freedom and the political versions. True freedom comes from God. Talking about freedom in the West is now a dangerous thing to do, as you probably know. It is no longer possible to utter an opinion on a wide range of topics without being called a proponent of fake news and the author of misinformation. In Australia, we have been under martial law for almost two years, with no end in sight. We are now expected to express confidence, admiration and unquestioning loyalty to people in power. Anything less than that is seen as treason. These days, everyone is expected to show our leaders, our beloved leaders, the utmost respect, with every word being a word of praise and adulation. Criticism of our beloved leaders is no longer permitted. We are told that any criticism comes from a place of misinformation. Our leaders are too pure to make mistakes. The purity and holiness of our leaders must remain the object of our devotion. As I speak, the world has been rocked by a war in Ukraine. But we are already at war. It has nothing to do with Moscow or Beijing. It has everything to do with something else entirely. It has nothing to do with the democratic despots. They are dust. They are scattered by the wind on a summer's day. Just watch them fall like dominoes. Democratic despots always do. This is an ancient war. We're not fighting for our nation. There's nothing wrong with a nation, but nothing right with it either. A nation is an arbitrary creation. God doesn't save nations. He saves people. We are fighting for our minds, our hearts and our souls. We are fighting for the freedom to think, to reason, ponder, question, doubt, criticize, oppose and love. They are simple things, but they are what makes us human. And that is why people in power are trying to deny them to us. They want to dehumanize and destroy us. And the tragedy is that many in the church left us and no longer walk with us. They no longer walk in the truth, nor do they walk in love. The church today, amid the COVID hysteria, is proclaiming peace where there is no peace, friendship with the world where there is only enmity, and the goodness of humanity when a person's heart is wicked. If you see the world as God sees it, then you're not surprised at the state of the world, because you see things clearly. The last thing the church wants is for you to see it all, 
and people in power feel the same way. Behind the scenes, some people in power in the church are hard at work trying to forge a new alliance, an unholy alliance between ancient power and new power, between what's left of the old state church and the state, both with the same goal, to deny us our freedom. It is not only people in power in the state that long for the good old days. You were not watching. You were too busy looking at Trump or Putin or the World Economic Forum. But there are others in our society, people in power, who long for the good old days, and they include the institutional Christian church. They want their position of power back, the days when the church held the sword, and COVID hysteria is one of the stepping stones to that end. I said there were two reasons I started Freedom Matters today. The second was the silence of the Christian church on COVID hysteria. Enough is enough. Let me speak to the Christian church plainly. The creation and demonization of the so-called unvaccinated is a sin against God. God has not and will not forget what has been done in his name. The silence of the church is an astounding evil. It is an apostasy, a betrayal of Christ. Innocent people are being persecuted every day, the vulnerable and the weak, and the church says nothing. It's not surprising. The church always says nothing when it needs to say something. The complicity of the church, their silence, their support for yet another persecution is, it seems to me, the latest sign that God will destroy what is left of the institutional church in the West. It is clear to me that the church in the West is running out of time. I wish it was not true, but it is. The die is cast. Blaspheming the name of God is now the native language of the church. COVID is just the latest in the litany of failures. Almost every single time the church had the chance to stand up for truth, it didn't. It never does. It is a disgrace. The failings and corruption of the church is the greatest obstacle to the proclamation of the gospel. The early church was known for their love. The church today is not known for that. It is known for other things. The Western Church was given the glory of God, the promises of faith, the covenant of peace and the Spirit. But the churches here have done nothing but build kingdoms on earth. Nero fiddled while Rome burned. The church counts money while people suffer. The Western Church has always been on the side of power and they are silent unless their wealth is threatened or they see the opportunity to extend their power. Jesus said that his kingdom is not of this world, so why does the church think that it is? Nothing shows the revival of church fascism more than the creation of the so-called anti-vax or unvaccinated. The creation of a new group of people to hate is the hallmark of fascism a group of innocent people targeted by society. The creation of this class of people is wickedness. To the church leadership I say this, 
your lack of compassion and love and your silence is testimony to your fall from faith and your blindness to the reckoning that is coming. You have no idea what the future is, do you? Why don't you read the Bible you keep closed to find out? You might be in for a few surprises. Let me speak plainly to the church. You brought partisan politics into the pulpit again. You took sides again. You were used and lied to again. Nothing in politics is scientific. Every political decision, even if it is claimed to be scientific, is based on political calculation to promote the personal and political interests of those in power. Nothing more. Public health departments are political entities. The COVID policies were partisan politics. None of it has any place in God's church, you hypocrites. Those of you who use the pulpit to preach vaccinations are a disgrace. Those of you who preached vaccine passports get out of the pulpit and get out of the church. God is against you. You put limits on the proclamation of the gospel. You violated your oaths and betrayed your calling. You betrayed your saviour and you betrayed your flock. Some of you I know are cowards and liars because you stand up in church and say you agree to something you don't actually believe in. The Bible calls that hypocrisy. What you say in public and what you believe must be the same thing. You are not politicians. Do not behave like them. Those who say publicly the unvaccinated should be excluded but privately have reservations are hypocrites and not walking in the truth. They should have quit their job and kept their faith so they would not sin against their conscience. Most churches denied the conscience of their ministers and forced them to be vaccinated. That was evil. The author of those policies was not God, but the devil. You do know that, but you did it anyway. Some of you Christian leaders simply hate the unvaccinated. I know you do. Christians who genuinely hate the unvaccinated are apostates because they are not walking in love. Christians who use the pulpit to preach against the unvaccinated are no longer people of faith, plain and simple. There is no place for any form of hatred in the church, and no place for that in the leadership. But you know that I know about your hatreds. You have a whole list of people you hate. It's a very long list. The unvaccinated are just another number on that long list of people you despise. You wonder why your churches are empty, you hypocrites. Why don't you use the brain God gave you to work it out? So why was the church silent during the pandemic? What were they promised? What did the Western Christian Church get wrong in their COVID theology? What is true freedom from a Christian perspective and how is it different from counterfeit freedom? How can we break free of the power of misinformation from people in power? These are all good questions. We will continue next week with episode 3 of Freedom from Fascism, A Christian Response to Mass Formation Psychosis, brought to you by Michael J. Sutton. Be sure to subscribe to my newsletter by visiting 
our website, freedommatterstoday.com, or by sending me an email at michaeljsutton at freedommatterstoday.com. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God.